This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Over the last five away games, Mansfield Town and their supporters have travelled 1,024 miles. So on Saturday, they'll all be looking forward to some home comforts. They take on third place Northampton Town, looking to set a brand new club record for 11 consecutive home wins within the Football League. The Stags are just behind Northampton, but it could have been even closer after Nigel Clough's men threw away a two-goal lead on Tuesday night away at Hartlepool United bringing home just a point when their performance definitely deserved all three. Tonight we'll reflect on that point at Hartlepool and of course look ahead to Saturday's crunch game at home to fellow promotion chasers Northampton Town and also dare to ask a very big question. Is this the critical week for Mansfield Town's promotion ambitions when you take into consideration that home game with Northampton, the trip to league leaders Forest Green Rovers on Tuesday night and then of course a visit to the league's bottom side Scunthorpe United next Saturday afternoon. Let us know your thoughts in the comments on that and of course your reflections on the Hartlepool game and of course if there's anything else Mansfield Town related you want to say this is the place to say it. This is the show for the fans by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters.
Good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you've had a good week and aren't too downcast after that point in midweek. A big, big week for Mansfield Town coming up. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters as we come to a critical point in the season. Let's meet the three amigos talking about Mansfield Town alongside me tonight. We have got the man, the myth, the legend, the croak. It is Mr. Alan Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Nice to hear the voices uh, halfway back. Yeah, halfway. <laughs> we'll see if it gets all the way there for Saturday. Also joining us, uh, as always, uh, a kick in the cobblers, aka Mr. Clive Parking, second night in a row where I've shared your company. Hi, Clive. How are you again? Hiya, Craig. Nice to be here again. Hello, everybody. And, of course, the man who says, never leave early and always change your name on Restream when you log in. Mr. Nathan Edge, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm still not over. Um, I'm good. I'm... Fantastic. Good to see Nathan again. And good to know that he's still on the world's worst Wi-Fi. Uh, as always, come and have your say on your team and have your say in the comments about all things Tuesday night, about all things games coming up and everything else in between. Well, let's start um, with a kick in the cobblers. Of course, take on Northampton on Saturday. We'll come to that later. <laughs> it was a kick in the cobblers on, um, on Tuesday night, Clive, but only by Mansfield Town themselves. I, I, yeah, but I'm taking all the blame because we were 2 0 up and comfortable, and I thought this is the time to go and get a coffee. And during the in the time it took to get the coffee, we were we were two all. So I'll take the blame. Nathan's reaction says it all. You know, Nathan cursed it because he left early um, and missed a highlight. And like Nathan's name says, like your name says, Nathan, never leave early, regardless of whether it's going to get a coffee. If you need a wee, you hold that in till half time. You never miss the action. No, I mean at least I was, and at least you know when I left early, it was for, <coughs> for the better of the team. You know what Clive did was just irresponsible. You know, hang your head in shame, young man. But hold yeah, he holds his hands up. It was, it was, it was um, to to capitulate so quickly was uh was very disappointing but apart from that uh suicidal five minutes we i thought we were we were pretty good and pretty worthy of, of three points so it's just a shame that we let ourselves down really isn't it like like you said it was it was only we only really have ourselves to blame because hartlepool didn't offer a lot else apart from that that's the most frustrating thing alan i was speaking to nigel clough you know post-match after the game and you know he was absolutely delighted with the performance we played some really really good <clears> stuff uh for the large majority of the game but two errors, once again. The first switching off after they had a man go down and restart to play. And we just didn't respond to it. And then we just sat back and then Ollie Hawkins made a bit of an error um, at the back, gave away the ball and they went and scored for it. If anybody, you know, I may be taking a little bit of stick for this comment, but I'm going to stick by it. If any team in Sky Bet League 2 is going to prevent Mansfield Town from getting success this season, then that team will be Mansfield Town. I just think it was, uh, well... Yeah, like two st stupid uh, bits of uh, crazy mayhem. Call it what you like. I mean, on Saturday, we're all cock-a-hoot because we're expecting a 1-1 draw. And, you know, 95, 96 minutes in, we get the winner. Thank you very much. And I suppose it could have been the same on Tuesday night, but it just didn't happen in front of goal like we hoped it to. But my, my point from Tuesday night, from what I saw, 
I would love to have seen Danny Johnson get in that position where he's used to, Fox in the box, because the, the amount of balls that Lapsley, or <laughs> Lipsill as they called him, Lapsley <laughs> come in, you know, there were quite a few times, and it was just amazing that there was just nobody there. It was shattering straight across, and it, it was so annoying when you think, you know, that's what he does, and that's what he does best. Yellow card offence for Mr. Wilson there, who's basically admitted that he listened to the uh, the Hartlepool commentary on Tuesday night and didn't put <laughs> iFollow on mute and put the radio on. We'll forgive you as soon as you're ill. Um, Clive, it's a, an, another one, isn't it? It, it, it? Where it's Mansfield's own frustrations and, and, and Mansfield's own undoing. And they've really got to stamp that out. The, you know, if the performance is there like it was and we play that well, we will turn teams over and we will get some good results in these final nine. But you just sense that for all Mansfield's glory for all Mansfield's hunger at one end you just know that they're capable of it swinging with the click of a finger I think we just have to budget for a cock up every game um, because we've proved that we've got one in us uh, there were actually two on on Tuesday night but in fact there could have been a danger a, a nasty third at the end mm. because they they did everything but score at the end but you know it happens, and we were two all at half time. We got another forty-five minutes plus extras to get get back, you know, to t- return to get a return on our dominance because we were far the best team, and uh, we had some tired legs. It's fair to say, and I think uh, Clough probably could have brought some subs on earlier. I thought, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not averse to Alan's suggestion. We've got a man who can run and can score, and we're just not making use of him. And if you can't make use of him under those circumstances, when will you? It's an interesting one, Nath, because Nigel Clough was sort of saying after the game, we were in a bit of a quandary tonight whether to start um, Jamie Murphy or not. Obviously, then he went off injured and replaced Jason Law. Law would have started if Murphy didn't start, by the way. But he was also umming and ahhing about uh, starting Danny Johnson. And it's just so frustrating because it's all these ifs, buts and maybes because we, we desperately want him to to see him get the game time. But as it, it goes on and on and on that towards the end of the season. The game time's not necessarily going to be there. And, and we know that he can be influential. He got 20-plus goals last year and does feel at the minute a little bit frustrating that we're wasting these uh, that we're wasting these opportunities in these talents when there are players clearly heavy on legs, struggling in, in, in the game and, uh, and, and just not performing at the levels that they could be. Yeah, I mean, when the, the you know, starting 11 came out, my, my eyebrows were, were risen to the roof. So there were some surprising changes there. But... They, they they mainly were were enforced, so you can understand, uh, you know why why those changes were made. And and to be honest, I think um, performance wise, we were better Tuesday night against Hartlepool than we were against uh, against Oldham, and we come away with a you know with a point. It's a bit re- reversal, really, what what could have been. But um, it was that second half, like Alan pointed out there. It, I think um, you know Danny. The sort of player he was, I think it was kind of made for him because we were creating. That wasn't an issue. So, um, you know, creating chances was there, getting the ball into the box. You kind of did need that Danny Johnson type of player to to get in there and get on the end of it. Obviously, we brought brought Oates on towards the end, um, who had two glorious chances. Uh, well, one in particular, the first one. Mm. Um, you know, nine times out of ten, he sticks on the back of the net. But typical against his old club, you you know, it was. Uh, he probably wanted it too much. So, you know, you'd back him to score that and would be free to up and, uh, you know, we'd all be happy. But, um, no, I think Oates was right coming <laughs> on, but you probably would have thought Danny Johnson in that box with the what we were creating would have been a good option for us. He doesn't seem to get much of a look in at the moment. 
Let's delve into some comments. And as always, if you're watching the live stream of this, come and have your say on your team. If you listen to the audio version of this, follow us on social media and then you'll find out when we are going to be next live. Sunday sermon, of course, uh, uh, will be the next time that we're on. Roger says, I reckon Stags need 20 points to secure top the top three positions. It was shocking to hear Craig's voice announcing those goals by Hartlepool. 2-0, a dangerous lead, and that's why they switched off a bit of complacency. Do you think there was perhaps a little bit of uh, complacency uh, in his front from where you were sat, Clive? No, I wouldn't have put it down as complacency. It was just, just error. You know, I mean... You- I don't think it's because they weren't wanting to do it. I just think it. Let's, let's be fair. Hawkins is responsible for one of the goals in my book, yeah. and, and a lot of he's getting a fair amount of stick at the moment on social media. It always happens, and, and you can understand that. And yet the lad's been doing a sterling job in his second job all season. He wasn't recruited to play centre back, no. and I don't think he owes anything in that position. But what he he did demonstrate against a very savvy forward line was that. He couldn't not sell a foul. You know, when when he was behind a player, unlike uh, the more, if you like, seasoned centre-back pairing, he was always selling them the foul. They, they knew, sorry, they were selling him the foul. He would be he would have hands on shoulders, whereas O'Toole, it, it, his hands would be behind his back in those positions. And the referee, it was it was a bit quick on the whistle, and he was giving everything. And um, and I thought he was, getting, he was getting a little bit frustrated during the game, but he it wasn't his best game. There's no question about that. But I, don't, I wouldn't want to condemn him on that because he's had a good season so far. Again, I think that it, it, that's another thing about team selection as well. I think Hawkins actually might have been rested on Tuesday had uh, Faz not ended up with food poisoning. So it's uh, it's most inconsiderate, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it it really is. But you know, you know, you know Faz is my favourite player. But I'm gonna have to have a word with him. Yeah, I, I would as well. Just just tell him it's just not it's not good enough. A little bit like Egan early. Yeah, down, well, you know, you, that's for you to say, isn't it? That's for you to tell him. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Lee says, fully agree we are our own worst enemy, but that's the Mansfield way and probably always will be. It's what attracts us to the club. Like we always said, like Keith Kill used to say, there's an easy way, a hard way and a Mansfield town way. And it always seems to be the Mansfield town way, but it's still very much um, in our own hands, of course. Richard says, agree with Alan. Not really sure why Danny Johnson... Um, doesn't get any game time. Um, Roger says, we don't have a God-given right to win games, although some of our fans think we have. Uh, Danny Johnson must be a, fr- a frustrated lad waiting for his chance. Mick says, happy with the draw, not forgetting we should have lost the game um, had Hartlepool put the late chance away. Seven points out of the last nine ain't bad at all. Um, yeah, let's let's focus on that, Nath, um, from what your dad said there. Nigel Clough was happy with it, um, seven from nine on, on reflection. And do you know what I am as well? I think it's it, it, you have to take the rough with the smooth in football. We got a, a good little bit of rubber the green on Saturday at Oldham when we should have probably had a point. Um, and then we, we go on and score the winner in the 90-whatever minute. Then we get away with one at, uh, at Hartlepool in the 90-odd minute when it's... Um, it looks nailed on that they might turn the game around and, and nick it. So seven points from nine. It's decent. It keeps us in contention with the playoffs. We're level on points. We're only outside the playoffs uh, by virtue of one goal. And should we win on Saturday against Northampton, we'll be level on points with them, which depending on uh, goals scored and results elsewhere, could actually lift us into third with games in hand still, then Forest Green to play twice still. And the league's bottom side next week, it's... It could go any which way and getting a point away from home on a Tuesday night, a long way at Hartlepool after such a run of away games, actually, 
isn't that bad a result at all, is it? No, it really wasn't that bad. You know, I think we can be quite happy with the last, uh, you know, the last three games. Um, and like I said it's it's it's, it's been like a bit like a balancing act. The uh, the olden game, we you know we we snatched it at the last minute, and we, you know, in my opinion, didn't play as well as what we did at Hartlepool. Um, I think the most disappointing fact with Hartlepool is the fact that we went two and up, and we we did seem like we were were comfortable, and then it was the fact that we gave it away so so easily. So that's the only disappointing factor of it, but. Um, but you know, we we had plenty of opportunities that second half. We didn't play bad, you know, for me at all. Um, so the performances are getting better, which is what needed to happen. So I was a bit worried about that with some of the performances. Mm. So that side of things going up. So you'd like to think, um, you know, um, that that if a performance can keep rising towards the end of the season when we've got some of these big games, you know, coming ahead like Northampton and Forest Green twice, etc. Um, you know, we're going to be in for an interesting end of the season and. We've got a lot to, to look forward to. Yeah, a lot to look forward to indeed. Let's delve a little bit more into that performance on Tuesday night then, Alan. Um, a lot of eyebrows were raised with the team selection for changes, which of course included uh, the dropping of Stephen McLaughlin, who it was later revealed after the game has been carrying a knock for some weeks, which explains a, a fair bit, to be fair. Um, Reese was also rested and, and put on the bench. Lucas Aikens went back in um, up top and to be fair you know we a few fans were criticising Aikens because he'd been playing out of position you know he had a, a torrid time at fullback when he was filling in there but when he played up front I think you were alongside me actually at uh, Newport when he played up top looked a yeah. handful and yet again on Tuesday night uh, away at uh, Hartlepool he looked a real handful very very heavily involved with every, everything and it actually makes me drool thinking about the prospects of Reese's and other players playing off him because he's got such power, such pace, and he's a really good articulate player. And if we can get him in that position, he'll be critical to unlocking teams. <laughs> Excuse me. After the first 10 minutes, he made probably two, possibly three errors where he was passing the ball back and it was going way past either Hewitt or whoever he was trying to pass to. But after that, I thought he rose into the game quite well. And I mm. thought he led the line well. He was strong enough. He certainly took the challenges, even though we didn't get any fouls off him because, you know, he, he were getting shoved down quite a few times, you know, and it weren't, weren't, it weren't uh, doing that business side. You know, he was trying his hardest, but it was the referee that was not giving him much chance. But uh, I still think he did a reasonable job. And irrespective, you know, what players we'd got out, he made four changes and you can't knock what Nigel's done. Some of them were enforced, yes, but we were still 2-0 up. So, I mean, it's not all lost. And if we get seven points out of the next three games like we just have done, we'll all be sat here a week on Sunday on the Sunday sermon rubbing his hands. Yeah, we certainly will. What was your impressions of Lucas Aikens on uh, Tuesday night, Clive? Because, like Alan said, a, a real handful and, and, and grew into the game. And, you know, it, it's almost like having another new son. He's been out of the squad for a while, carrying a little bit of a knock. Now he's back available. It gives Nigel Clark extra little bit of testing and teasing, that little bit of extra option. I think he had a good game. Uh, I say that hesitantly because what we missed from him was the end product, I guess. But he was finding lots of space. He was um, holding the ball up well. And uh, that's something that not every player in our side is capable of doing. However, he's a big unit and he should never get bullied. And I think sometimes it's too nice. And I think, you know, he needs to leave some people in a heap when he gets the chance. 
But uh, no, I think you're right. I think if he gets another couple of games under his belt, he's going to be a, a real asset to us if we can get his final ball where, where you know, we know he can put it. Um, but I thought he played well. I thought he was worth his shirt. And uh, if we can get other players back on the field who have been uh, carrying knocks, performing as well as we know they can, I think we've got a real chance with him in the side. Let's delve into some more comments. Sam says, do you know what's up with Maris? Missing him, to be fair, Sturt looks a little bit lost without him injured. Him and Ollie Clark, uh, the two at the minute that um, uh, uh, are in the, the physio's room and, and getting a little bit of uh, treatment. Obviously, Kel Gordon um, is the long-term injury as well. But uh, yeah, Maris just injured at the moment and not quite, uh, not quite ready. Could be back in contention maybe for Saturday, but it just highlights again, Alan, doesn't it, that importance of, it being a squad game. It's not about picking our strongest 11 now. It's about picking our fittest 11, the 11 which is capable of playing good football and causing teams prob- causing teams problems. If we need to change it, don't be afraid to change it. And he's not, to be fair. You know, and he's got the players there to change it. <laughs> I thought when Jason came on, he looked a bit iffy to start with, but he rose into the game as well. And I thought mm. in the end, the last 20, 25 minutes, it was, it was you know, creating a lot of good passing availability for all the other players. And he did quite a few nice dribbles as well. So I think he didn't do himself any harm at all. Jason Law. Uh, Greg says, despite Hawkins looking a bit iffy at centre-back, he's going to be very important Saturday against Northampton as they are a huge threat from set-pieces and balls into the box. Also got to add into that as well, the uh, the old former club syndrome for John Joe O'Toole. That'd be an interesting one to, to see how that uh, pans Watch out. Watch drop him for this game. <laughs> well, he did. He te- I suppose technically he did it to Oates, didn't he? But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Different reason, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Pedro says two goals we could have avoided, but a good performance overall. Dennis says next two matches are big. If the results don't go away, um, if uh, it's not be all and end all uh, to our season, come that, on, you stags. No, absolutely not. It will be a full-scale meltdown. I completely agree. Uh, Stags Chat says, need to put the game behind us and concentrate on the rest of the season. Uh, we didn't lose a point. was fair enough. Uh, Charlie says, the Stags are looking great. Yes, we should have had one, uh, but seven points out of nine uh, with games in hand. Defo hours to lose. Um, Greg adds, plenty of twists and turns. Yeah, Easter Monday for one. Vale versus Bristol. Sutton versus Newport. Tranmere versus Exeter. And we're away at Carlisle. Um, Roger says Oates will be, be a big player again on Saturday with his pace. A very important player to keep fit for the remaining games. And that's, a, again, I think a, a big reason why Nigel Clough perhaps didn't start him um, on uh, Tuesday night. Right, let's uh, round things off for Tuesday night then by uh, hearing a little bit from Nigel Clough. Uh, more so actually looking ahead uh, to Saturday's home game. The first home game in what seems like an absolute eternity and speaking to me at pitch side at uh, Hartlepool, I asked Nigel um, how important it was to get that uh, upcoming home game. And if you could actually remember where the One Call Stadium is. In a while. Uh, <laughs> seriously, when was the last time we were there? Exeter? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Which yeah is six, a good... six, six games ago, five, six games ago. Five games ago. It seems a long time ago. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. Hopefully the pitch has dried out that side, <laughs> <laughs> that side and the main stand uh, after the Exeter game. So pitch should be in, uh, in good nick. Uh, and we're, yeah, we're looking forward to be back at home. It's a big opportunity as well to set that club record. With all these away games, we've actually forgot that the home form has been tremendous. Yeah. We equaled it with 10 consecutive league wins, a chance to make it 11 against yeah. the side that are going to be right up there at the end of the season. Oh, definitely. A very strong side. We found that when we were 
were poor when we played Northampton early in the season. Uh, but they are, you know, just got relegated, so they've got some League One players as well. Uh, and it's going to be a tough old game, especially on the back of tonight. But one we look forward to. At least we're going to it with seven points out of nine. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think on reflection, you know, people will be disappointed tonight because we've not come away with a win, especially how we finished at uh, at Oldham. But on reflection of those games, the points tally, it's probably ahead of where you perhaps wanted it to be. Yeah, I think when we lost the two at Tranmere and Port Vale and you're facing another three on the road, it would have been very easy maybe to lose one of those. So to pick up seven points uh, has been a great return. But we can't do any more attacking than we did it tonight in the game generally in the second half. I don't know. I think somebody told me we had 22 efforts at Oldham on Saturday. We must have had in excess of 20 tonight. So our intent to go and try and win the game is there. We can't, we can't do much more than that. It's just whether we get somebody good enough to finish. How do you work on just taking it up the next level? Because as you say, the intent's there, the conviction's just slightly behind. You can't. Uh, you can't players that's what you know we always say you know league two players are here for a reason they're at this level for for a reason uh if they're that good then maybe they'll be playing in the league above or the championship and, and that's why the strikers who you'll you'll see and harry kane you know valued at 150 million or something like that because he puts the ball in the back of the net regularly that's it it's, it's the hardest thing to do in football always has been always will be yeah absolutely and uh, of course this week the next two games coming up Big, big games as well. Northampton at home on Saturday. Then, of course, league leaders Forest Green on Tuesday. That's first and foremost. Hope that we actually get 90 minutes down there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, well, it can't get too much fog, hopefully, <laughs> in early April. But yeah, just concentrate on uh, on Northampton. All our efforts now go into that. We're not even yeah. looking at Forest Green and Scunthorpe. We just get the right, try and get the right team, right formation, uh, and let's have a right go on Saturday. How do you prepare for that one after tonight? Because you know, like you said, Jamie Murphy didn't didn't play, and you know, came off after 20 minutes or so. Is it just about rest before preparation now? Oh, definitely. That's it. All, all the focus is just on the nine games. Uh, nothing else. There'll be very little training for those who are playing week in, week out. Uh, the travelling, certainly sitting on the coach, takes it out of the players as well. It's not ideal. Uh, so as, as little time as I spend travelling, the better. Uh, we'll do a, a light session leading up to it uh, and hopefully we'll be uh, going to it in good spirits uh, and trying to break that club record. And finally for you tonight, a bit of a personal one as well because obviously it's a, a club and a stadium which has got a long association with, with your dad. Yeah, of course, he started here in a long, long time ago. Uh, I think I was only about one when he first came here, one or two years old or something like that. So I obviously don't remember it, but he always talked uh, with a great deal of affection uh, about his time here. He used to drive the team coach at times as well and... Uh, and I think help out with the pitch and stuff like that. So uh, it's that sort of uh, those sort of things you learn in your first job. What do you think he'd say to you going into these final nine games? You should have kept a clean sheet tonight. That's the first thing he would have said. Uh, but I think he would have liked the way we, we tried to play. Uh, but it's about sort of keeping calm and keeping your composure and things like that uh, that we showed at time second half. Mad five minutes cost us. We might have got away with it. That's the other thing. Sometimes you get away with it. It might have dragged the shot wide. It one might have come off Bish and missed the lad by a yard. Uh, we didn't. We got punished tonight. Calm and composure then, the uh, the words of Nigel Clough. That's what he wants from his side going into the final nine games of the season. We'll look more at those uh, in a couple of minutes or so. But first, let's remind you of uh, upcoming games on the road Again, yes, again. Uh, Stags are away on Tuesday night as they go to league leaders Forest Green Rovers. Departure time for that one from OneCore Stadium is 3pm. For travel uh, booking inquiries, call the SSA travel line on 07967 689 597. And then Scunthorpe United on Saturday, a week on Saturday, Saturday the 9th of April. 11.45, the coaches will be leaving OneCore Stadium. It's going to be a packed away, and so if you need to get to the game, 
then uh, the SSA is the place to do it. £10 for Amber members, just a tenner, and junior members as well. £15 for blue members and £20 for non-members. The all-important number you need is... 07967-689-597. And that number, if you missed it... and whilst we're on the subject of uh, booking things why not get yourself uh, into the link in the description and head across to our event page as on Friday the 22nd of April we're bringing back former Mansfield Town Manager Stuart Watkiss and his assistant Neil Richardson striker Andy White and further guests to be announced for a very very special episode of Stags Stories Live. If you're an SSA member, you can get your ticket for absolutely free. And if you book using the code PODCAST, PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in capital letters, you will receive a very special discount as well. But you've got until 3 p.m. on Saturday to use that discount code. So after this podcast, uh, after the podcast finished tonight, get uh, in that link in the description. Go and get your ticket. Enter the code podcast for a discount. It may or not be a full discount. It definitely is. Podcast is the discount code that you need uh, to uh, get yourself a uh, ticket for Stags Stories Live. You've got until 3 p.m. on Saturday to bag yourself a discount using the code podcast. That code, anybody miss anybody not know what the code is to get a, a discount on the ticket? Clive, what's what, the code? Custard cream. Oh, we should have used biscuits. Should have used biscuits. It's <laughs> podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all in capital letters. Correct. Make sure you get yourself uh, in there. Get yourself a ticket to Stags Stories Live. And if you're a Stags fan and you know other Stags fans that maybe don't listen to the podcast, tell them about the podcast, but also tell them about Stag Stories Live. It's going to be a great night. Alan's going to be doing bingo. There's going to be entertainment on the night as well. Music from the era as well. It's going to be a fantastic night, but please do come and support it. The link that you need is in the description. Right. Uh, and of course, can I just say that, I mean, perhaps I shouldn't because I'm so, I'm so honest, but uh, anybody who's got a friend who fancies coming, if they use P-O-D-C-A-S-T in capital letters, they will also get that wonderful 100% discount. Yes, they will. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that uses that code, will, uh, which is, uh, what? what's the, oh, Alan, what's the code? P-O-D-C-A-S-T, but it's got to be capital letters. 100% right. 100% right. 100%. Use that before Saturday 3pm to bag yourself uh, that uh, this uh, that discount uh, and uh, come along to Stag's Stories Live. Going to be a fantastic night. Right, Nathan's had to unfortunately leave us. The internet gremlins have got the better uh, of him. So it's just the Fantastic Two, a.k.a. Clive and Alan, and just some bloke in this top corner that's rambling on about the word podcast. Uh, let's move to the here and now then. Um, big, big nine final games of the season coming up, Alan. But Nigel Clough rightly refused to look beyond Saturday's home game against third-place Northampton Town. And I can't fault him. Take each game as it comes. I mean, we can put all the cliches out in the world, but there's only this Saturday that's going to matter after Saturday. It will be gone, and then there'll be eight play, eight games to play. You know, Forest Green the following Tuesday, Scunthorpe, etc., etc. But let's concentrate on us against Northampton. Let's not worry about what Northampton can do to us. 
I think we've got more, in, more uh, as much in the locker as we need to give them what they give us at their ground. Because, I mean, me and you sat together there. The we third, did. Third time when we'd moved seats. <laughs> yeah. Albeit. But uh, it was it was such a poor performance and we were, we were so downhearted after that. I think, to be fair, I think we owe them one and the players will know that. It, I just think it'll be interesting how many players start on Saturday that were actually in the team, you know, when we played them at their That's ground. I think that could be shout. That's a big shout. I'm going to have a look at little look, see if I can remember what that uh, squad was, to be honest, because it'd be interesting to see how many. Yes, I know we were poor. Oh, well, very, very poor. And do you know what? Nigel Clough called it our lowest ebb, uh, didn't he, this season, Clive? Yeah. And, uh, we, we've, we've progressed such a long way. And I think Saturday will be a big opportunity to show the players themselves how far they've progressed. Yes, and more importantly than all that, as you know how much store I place on not getting any team getting the double over us. You hate this it. Is one, this is one where we could get the double yeah. taken over us. I don't think we will. And my forecast will show that in a second or two. But uh, it would ruin what's been a, a superb recovery if we don't take something from this game. Uh, let's have a look at that team then, uh, which played uh, away at Northampton. Uh, it was a 4-4-2, uh, Bishop in goal. Um, James Clark was at right back. Remember, this was uh, what we've got to remember here as well. It was the right midst of our injury yeah. crisis and uh, suspension crisis um, yeah. as well. Sadly, we've not really talked about this much on the podcast, but we will at the end of the season. James Clark is no longer a Stags player. He, of course, signed uh, permanently for uh, Solihull Moors and he's doing uh, superbly well as well. But he was at right back that day. Um, Hewitt and Rawson were the centre-backs. McLaughlin was left back. Uh, Harry Charlesley played right mid. He's now at Port Vale. Uh, midfield, uh, centre of midfield was uh, Lapsley and Ollie Clark. Um, and then it was Jordan Bowery on the left-hand side of midfield um, with Hawkins and Johnson up top. <coughs> up top, so uh, a very different team. Yeah, there's only there are two missing, though. You know, from that, isn't there? Clark and Charlesley. So uh, Craig's having a fit. And, Carry on. <laughs> and don't forget to put podcasting <laughs> p-o-d-c-a-s-t and make sure it's capital letters and you could get sure. a Craig very very good percentage off it could even be as much as 100 percent clive yeah uh, craig and i were invited to participate in a northampton fans podcast we, we recorded a piece for their friday transmission yesterday and they were very nice people we were talking to. And, and one thing's for sure, they have absolutely no value in our former favourite, Danny No, Rose. and I was very annoyed at that. Very annoyed. <laughs> They've um, said there's as much chance of Danny Rose playing as the groundsman playing. So no, <laughs> they don't hold him really. in high esteem, it's fair to say. Obviously we not. Did, we did to offer a, an exchange deal, but they weren't interested. Yeah, they want, they want to John Joe Tool back. Uh, no, you're going no. to have to listen. To be fair, you're going to have to listen to the Northampton podcast. It comes out uh, tomorrow morning. Just search for It's All Cobblers to Me uh, on oh, yeah. all good podcast apps. Um, they want a John Joe Tool back. I said no. Um, going back to uh, the reverse fixture then back at their place. Um, you know, we were all sixes and sevens. We're, we're at odds in terms of um, players playing out of position, missing some key players uh, as well. Um, just sort of looking at um, the subs which came on that day as well. Keaton Ward came on at, at half time. Um, Ryan Burke came on, uh, and then Reese Oates um, came on as well. Um, and there's a note here on the report which says he was feeling under weather before the game and not well enough to start. Um, did provide a final spark in the last 15 minutes or so, but uh, 
the other subs, Shelby, Forrester, Law and Gale, they were the ones that weren't used. And as a squad, we've, we've come on so much more. And yes, you look at who started, you know, the last game. Bishop started the last game. Hewitt started the last game. Um, and Lapsley started the last game. Bowery started the last game. Hawkins did. So there's only really five players from that side which played at Northampton, Allen, which, you know, uh, played the last game. And we are a very, very different side, shape-wise, personnel-wise now, to what we were. Definitely. The only one thing that worries me a little bit is, obviously, with this uh, previous history with Northampton, you know, are they going to be able to uh, get at Mr O'Toole and make him lose his rag? That's the only thing I'm a little bit concerned with. He should be professional enough, especially after his three-game ban, you know, to put it all to one side, irrespective of what they do, whether it's the studs down the back of the calf in the first 10 minutes, whatever. He needs to be on his top game and play the game as it should be played. You know, I just don't want him going off on other tangents, you know, because of what's happened before and them goading him. That's my only concern, I think, for Saturday. Yeah, uh, to be fair though, speaking to the Northampton fan Danny yesterday, Clive, they were the, of the opinion that there won't be much jesting towards O'Toole. It, it'll get a, a nice warm reception mm. from the Northampton fans. Yeah, and he's at home not. Let's not forget that. Yeah. So, whatever shout they come out with, we're going to get be shouting louder for him. Um, yeah, he's a professional and he shouldn't let it happen. In fact, it ought to stimulate him really. Um, and that's my opinion of it. But going back to the comparisons, I mean, what we are now is a far more confident team. Mm. We've every right to be confident. We've had a tremendous run yeah. pretty much since then, actually. So, you know, it's not the same team. It's not the same team spirit, I think, is the important thing. No, it yeah, is. I agree yeah, with sorry, that. Go on, go on, sorry. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and you know, it can only bode well, can't it? You know, because but I would like to see if he's fit, your friend, Mr. Rawson, take his place at the side of JJ. And I would like to see Hawkins up front where he can do a lot more damage, in my opinion. I think Haw if Rawson's fit, I think Hawkins might get rested, you know. Possibility. Possibility. Yeah. It won't do I mean, him any harm. On the basis that he's trying to keep players rotated to, to keep the average uh, fitness levels right, it wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a stupid idea. No, and especially he didn't have his best game either, did he? So I mean, maybe he's feeling him, he's feeling yeah. tiredness. And to be honest, as much as I want to see him up front, we didn't, we don't need him up front because Aikens played really well, Barry played really well. You've got Oates to come back in, Johnson's itching for a game, Clough's itching to give Johnson a game um, as well. Yes, we'll probably be without Murphy, but to be honest, and this is not disrespectful towards him we won't miss him too much um because we've, we've got enough to cope without him you bring said that he did play well for the time he was on the he pitch. did he did uh Clough did sort of say after though as well that he shouldn't have started him because he was uh was a little bit struggling and he's probably going to regret that now um given how many games etc we've got left um the other thing to, to that though as, as well is you've got McLaughlin who can come back in because he was rested on on Tuesday, but Perch actually did a superb job at left at left back, which means you can push Perch, you can push McLaughlin higher up and play in yeah. that natural, more natural position of advanced winger, and that's another thing which is for me, Clive, adding to our advantage the fact that we can afford to stay as we were in terms of leaving Perch at left back and getting McLaughlin forward. Absolutely right. When he's been able to do that in previous games, he's added a you know, 10% excitement factor to the game. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, right. Um, 
Let's move things on to podcast predictions. Then I've got one final question for you before we have to wrap up tonight's uh, uh, tonight's show. Uh, podcast predictions. Then obviously Northampton at home on Saturday. Clive, you said it was something was going to be reflected in your prediction. Um, so what are you going to go for? Well, uh, it's going to be tight. So I'm going to go for the the classic two one forecast in favour of a win, and it's going to be unsurprisingly Oates and Lapsley. Excellent stuff. Alan, what are you going to go for? I would agree with that, with the sentiments, but I don't think that I think we'll shut up shop on Saturday. I don't think they'll get a goal and I think it'll be 2 nil. But I would probably say I want to go Lapsley, but I'm going to stick my head out and I'm going to say Barry as well as Oates. I know Barry I'd probably put my foot in it, but I'm going to go Oates and Barry this time. Do you know what I think? Uh, we've, we're chasing down this eleven consecutive wins um, at, at home, which would be a new record. Back on home soil, it's going to be a big crowd. If we're away, I'd be going for a draw. But because we're at home, I think we are going to sneak it. I am going to go for a very, very tight, squeaky bum time one nil win. Um, a goal off the linesman's ass. That's what we want. <laughs> and former former club syndrome. <laughs> There's only one man I can back to score, and it's John Joe O'Toole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, be good. <laughs> yeah, 90th minute in front of the Northampton fans. It's got it. It's it's written there, waiting for him, isn't it? Yeah. It's written there, waiting for him. Um, we'll get Cam and Nathan's predictions uh, later on. Uh, of course, if you want to play along as well, um, Paul in the comments has put score draw for me. Roger's gone three two. You know, guys, that it only co- if it only counts if you use the link in the description and it has to be done uh, a minute uh, an hour and a minute a before minute. the uh, before kickoff so uh, that would be 1:59 p.m. please any entrance entry entries after that will not count um and you may be deducted points you won't be deducted points it just won't count uh, and whilst you're in the link in the description as well make sure you click the ticket link and enter the po- enter the code podcast right um let's move swiftly on before we play the highlights and uh, round things off tonight um and that is by me playing devil's advocate i'm completely with nigel clough in terms of focusing on only the next game because it's the best way forward we can't afford to um you know we can't afford to be looking too far ahead because you look too far ahead you miss the gaping hole which is right in front of you you look over your shoulder you miss the lamppost you're about to walk into focusing on one game and one game only is the best way for the squad but I've got to play devil's advocate because I don't I'm not doing my job as a journalist as a podcaster this week these next three games are huge on paper Northampton on Saturday, third place, three points behind them. Forest Green on Tuesday night, which will be another one of our games in hand over many of the uh, the, the teams. League leaders on a bit of a stutter at the moment. And then a game which everybody expect us, expects us to win against Scunthorpe the following Saturday, where it's going to be a massive, massive following away at Scunny, the league's bottom side, who are, what, some... Oh, 20 points, uh, some 10 points adrift at the bottom of the League Two table. They're down. Um, they, they are down, but they'll they'll be scrapping. These are three huge games. And the question that I'm going to ask you both, and I'm going to start with you, Clive, is will these three games, regardless of results, three wins, three draws, three defeats, whatever, will these three games define Mansfield Town season in your heart of hearts? No. The last game of the season is the only one that will define the, the outcome. But I think uh, it's important we get something from these games. I'd, I'd be very surprised if we came away with nine points from the next three games. 
So that really means I don't expect him to do well on Tuesday at Forest Green. So I think we get anything from Forest Green, I'd be absolutely delighted. Alan, what about you? Do these three games um, have a significance? Will they define the way Mansfield will be? Because if they can get seven points from them, it puts them in really good stead for the automatics. If they get maybe three points from them with three draws or whatever, then, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, it could just be playoffs that we, we're looking into. Is it going to define how we finish, how we set up to finish? I don't think so. No, I would. Uh, I would hopefully settle for seven points. If we can get another seven points out of the next three games, because you have to remember, I think it's out of the last four games. I'm not hundred percent certain. You'll have mm. to quote. Don't quote me on that. But I think we've got three at home out of mm. the last four. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that's where we can build the momentum up until there. I mean, we've done reasonably well at uh, well, we've done favourably well at home, haven't we? And I, I can't, I can only see that continuing. To be fair, because we've had all the away, we've still done well with the points, we're still hanging in there. And after Saturday, who knows? Like you said, we could well, we'll definitely be on the same points as if uh, you know what Northampton have got now. But you know, we could be just above them goal difference. It could be if we uh, win eight nil, we'll be above them on goal difference, wouldn't it? Five, isn't it? Five. Five. Yeah, we're on plus nine. They're on plus fourteen. So what's that? Five, six, five. Close close to five. Five. Irrespective of the other results, you know, we'll be same as them, and we've got two games in hand, haven't we? And Mm. like I say, to have home advantage, three out of the last four, I think that will be where it defines Mansfield Town's season. Personally, it's also fair to say that Danny from their podcast wasn't absolutely confident. Mm. He was he was saying the fans are a bit jittery. Mm. So he, he thinks that the club hasn't played that well. It's a surprise to them that they managed to get into second spot. Well, that's it. They haven't been well, fully solid, now, have they? They, mm. they haven't been that's solid and neither has Forest Green, to be fair, just lately. They haven't been they, solid. They got, solid. Cash, they got cash in the bank, though, haven't they, because of the, the start they made. So yeah. you, you can afford to wobble a bit when you've got a fairly big yeah. gap there. And Tranmere is a, a dangerous side. We know that. Uh, there's 10, 10 or 11 teams that can do well this year. Um, we, we've proved we can beat good teams. We beat Exeter at home last time out. So, you know, I don't see Northampton as a, as a more severe challenge than Exeter was. Uh, Kieran in the comments says that hi chaps watching in from Brighton played on field mill a few times come on you stags really wanting promotion this year glad to have you with us uh, Kieran right let's go back to what uh, something what Alan just said there Clive and I want to get your take on it because he's absolutely spot on final uh, what four games uh, of the season three of which um, are at home courtesy of Mr Evans going all right see you've got COVID Um, and uh, sort of getting that game um, postponed how important is that home advantage going to be? Because you know our fans have been truly phenomenal at home, especially this year. Oh, incredibly. My own, the, the trouble is my built-in anxiety says every bubble bursts at some point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sooner or later, we're not going to get a win at home. And I just hope we can survive most of this season, or in fact, all of this remaining home games now, preserving intact our wonderful home record. Um but I, we don't have to. I mean, it's not. We're not in panicsville here. We can drop points and still get into the mm. autos. So I don't mm. think there's any need to get over anxious about it. If we play as well as we can, and we just make one fewer mistake than we've been making, we've gonna we're gonna do it. Um, but we need. And if you go back on Cluffy's point, 
the only game to look at is Northampton at the moment. It is true, though, isn't it, that if anybody is going to stop Mansfield Town getting promoted, Clive, it is going to be Mansfield Town, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right, that's almost... Go on, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, we've done it many times before. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh, that's almost all we've got time for tonight thanks as always uh, for your guys company we'll see you back at uh, One Call Stadium on uh, Saturday afternoon a reminder uh, if you want to come to Stag Stories Live on Friday the 22nd of April enter the code podcast for a special discount um, at uh, at the till to get your ticket you've got until 3pm on Friday on Saturday to use that code enter the code podcast that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T all in capitals letters uh, to get yourself a discount for Stag's Stories Live on Friday the 22nd of April at One Course Stadium. Stuart Watkiss, the former promotion winning manager, his assistant Neil Richardson and Andy White, the former striker and my co-host for said series um, as well will be there. So get yourself in the link in the description and enter the code podcast at checkout for a discount to come and watch Stag's Stories live. On Saturday, it's Northampton at home, back at home for the first time in ages. But on Tuesday night, it was the final um, of five away games. Over a thousand miles travelled for the Stags and it ended in a two-all draw. This is the tale of the tape as told by myself and Lee Wilson on Mansfield 103.2. Regardless of your thoughts of permutations, forget all thoughts of what-ifs, what could be, the only thing that matters for Mansfield Town is tonight's trip to Hartlepool United. Good evening and welcome to the Sweet Direct Stadium where the Stags, being led out onto the pitch now by James Perch, makes four changes to the side which beat Oldham Athletic by two goals to one on Saturday afternoon courtesy of a dramatic late winner from the boot or chest of George Laxley. He is one of four changes tonight as I say. Matty Longstaff, Kieran Wallace, Stephen McLaughlin and Reese go out, in comes George Laxley, Lucas Aikens, Jordan Bowery and Ryan Sturk. Quinn driving forward, now 30 from goal, finds Ryan Sturk, bang central, looks to find Murphy, on the edge of the area, opens up his body, low ball in towards Aikens, Aikens looking to get it back to him, Aikens still has it, now Bowery flicks it in for Laxley, it's a goal! Mansfield scored! Excellent build-up from Mansfield Town, flicked the path of George Lapsley, and on 20 minutes, the man who scored in the dying embers at Oldham, puts Mansfield Town the goal to the good here at Harleypool. 20 minutes gone. Harleypool nil. Mansfield Town one. Lapsley now the goal scorer. Gets it to Hewitt on this right-hand side. Good interchanging play here. Is Hewitt to the right of the area. Hewitt still going forward. Three, three players. It falls to Barry to the right of the box. Has to keep the ball in play and does. He's got Lapsley if he can find him on the touchline and does. First time cross from Lapsley. In towards the back post where Perch will head to us. And it's in from James Perch. It's James Perch, the Mansfield <laughs> captain, who makes it Harleypool United nil. <laughs> Mansfield Town 2 on 24 minutes. James Perch, he is one of our own. Mansfield just stand off and allow Hartlepool to come into the centre circle. Long ball over the top, trying to get in behind the stakes on that far side. And they are in here. It's the right of the box. It's a low ball through the middle. And Hartlepool have turned it in towards the back of the net. Nathan Bishop made a good save initially from the first shot. But the loose ball fell straight for a Hartlepool man. And with five minutes towards the break, Mansfield has switched off. And Hartlepool have a lifeline. Hartlepool 1, Mansfield 2. Hawkins wins the, the ball, ball away the again. They get it away gives again. It away and Hartlepool come forward here to the edge of the box. They've got an opportunity for a shot. They've hit one and it's gone in. Hartlepool have leveled from nowhere. Two minutes to go. Mansfield with two goals up. And now with three minutes to go before the break, it's 
Leeds, Hartlepool 2, Matchfield Town 2. The cattle looks at the watch, blows the whistle and brings an end to this game. It finishes Hartlepool United 2, Mansfield Town 2 and Mansfield Town have thrown away what looked after 40 minutes as a surefire three points. So there you have it then. That's the tail of the tape from Tuesday night. A two-all draw at Hartlepool United. And sometimes you do have to laugh and think that if any team in Skybet League 2 is going to stop Mansfield Town from achieving promotion this season, then it's going to be Mansfield Town. Seriously, I still can't quite put my finger on what went wrong on Tuesday and why we allowed ourselves to concede those two goals in three minutes at the end of that first half. All of that, though, needs to be forgotten and focus needs to move on to Saturday afternoon as we welcome Northampton Town to one call stadium if you can't make it make sure you're tuned into Mansfield 103.2 extensive coverage throughout the afternoon it starts at one with Jason Harrison and alongside me back at home back at one call stadium as always will be Lee Wilson thanks as always for all your comments your questions your likes and your shares all I want from you guys is one more favour get yourselves in the link in the description and get yourself a ticket for that all important Stag Stories Live in four weeks and one day's time. Friday the 22nd of April, Stuart Watkiss, Neil Richardson, Andy White and more guests to be announced will be back at OneCore Stadium for a very special Stags Stories live episode and we want you there. Tickets are just a fiver. If you're an SSA member, it's absolutely free. And of course, if you enter the code PODCAST before 3pm on Saturday, you'll get a very special discount as well. Link is in the description. Do come and support us. We hope to see you there. For now, though, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you on Sunday for the Sunday Sermon as we reflect on all things Northampton and look ahead to Forest Green. Jesus, this season gets busier and busier and busier. The end is in sight, but it still feels like a long, long way away. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.